initiative podcast volume number three issue number 102 dm vince sitting alongside dm will hey and this week we're doing an interview with uh oh wait a minute he's back again dm jason hi <laughs> this week jason's going to sit down with us and talk a little bit about the cat that jumped out of the bag or the water that spilled out of the bucket what's the phrase sure whatever so we're going to jump right into it, Jason. Why don't you uh, expand a little bit before we get into questions about what you said last week on the show? Okay. Or what you um, couldn't say, now, yeah, now you so, can say. So I, I said we had a, a project that I've been working on since I left the show. And I uh, didn't want to say anything about it until it was actually um, you know, out in the public. And uh, the it's going to be released in December. And the uh, the news leaked – uh, about what it was, so there was a lot of uh, blog posts and some actually pretty cool discussions over at N World and Dragon's Foot and some Facebook groups and, and various other places where a lot of really passionate gamers are. Um, and so, yeah, it's called Gygax Magazine. That's the project that I've been working on. Um, I've actually partnered up with uh, Luke and Ernie Gygax uh, and a few other you know really notable great people. And uh, we're we're putting it out um, in December. Cool. Okay. Uh, so my first question about the magazine: uh, most people have been asking this. Now you said it was going to be a print-only first magazine, correct? Uh, no, um, it is going to be print. There is going to be a print edition. Um, but you, if you want to get it on PDF or iPad versions, those will be available as well. Well, the- so. I'm sorry. Will the price differ, or are you set on a price yet, or no? Um, yeah. See, this is the thing sometimes about announcing things before they're out is <laughs> that we haven't actually settled on a price yet. There's a little bit of discussion about what it ought to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to keep it, you know, something that's, uh, you know, fair. Uh, and we just honestly haven't even figured out all of our uh, costs yet. So, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's I'm gonna it, it will differ because it costs more money to make a print. Uh, okay. issue than it does to distribute a digital one. So we want to make sure we give a discount on the digital issue. Okay, so if your digital issue might be a few or maybe a couple cents cheaper for now is all you could say. But probably cheaper. I mean, you know, the thing is that obviously each one has their advantages. Um, I like print because you can hold on to it and mm-hmm. save it. I mean, I have every <laughs> Dragon magazine saved, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. But, well, not every. I don't have an issue one. But... Oh. Um, and I don't have anything after a certain year as well. But anyways, um, yeah, so the print one, you know, it costs a little bit more, so we have to charge a little bit more for it. Um, the digital, it'll be available in an iPad version, which you get through the iPad newsstand. Right. But there's also going to be a PDF version for people that just use any type of device, whether it's, you know, web, Kindle, a Sony reader, uh, Nook, you know, uh, whatever you have. Um, the PDF will be DRM-free. Oh, cool. 
I, you know, that because DRM's a kind of a big hassle. Mm. You know, it makes it really difficult for people to use what they've bought legitimately. And so I figure if we make it DRM free and say we're selling this, we ask people to please buy the PDF and not share it. Uh, you know, without asking, you know, don't 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 put it on file sharing sites and stuff like that. We 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 ask people to just please, you know, buy it if you like it because we trust that it's a good community that's going to, you know, respect that. And so I don't see any reason to put a bunch of DRM on something. Right. Now, do we suspect the print will be just USA release or going to be around the world release? I uh, it depends how you define around the world release. We don't have a distributor international yet, so okay. if somebody wants to buy the magazine uh, overseas, we'll ship it directly to them for whatever the shipping costs are. Uh, the initial, actually, a lot of stuff is still being worked out as far as distribution goes, okay. uh, because you know this is the third magazine that I've started, the first gaming magazine I've ever done, but um, I've done this twice before. And what happens every time with the first issue of a magazine is you just the distributors want to see the actual thing yeah. before they'll pick it up. So right now, you know, we're we've got uh, distributors we're talking to, but they need to see it before they decide they're going to take it. So at first, if people want the magazine, they'll just buy it directly from us, mm-hmm. um, pick it up at a convention, and uh, hopefully by issue two, we'll be on regular distribution and you know in game stores and all that kind of stuff. Speaking about our issue two, would it be a quarterly release, monthly release, bi-yearly release, or quarterly release? Okay. Uh, so the way we have it, the way we have it scheduled for 2013, is that the uh, first issue of 2013 will be out to coincide with GaryCon. Um, we'll also, we've just by pure luck, we managed to set our schedule so that uh, we'll <laughs> be time for things like the uh, uh, what is it, Gamma. The Game Manufacturers Association. Gamma Trade Show, yeah. Gamma Trade Show, as well as, um, you know, there will be an issue right before Gen Con. Oh, cool. Uh, that sort of stuff. But, yeah, quarterly at first. If if if, it, if it's successful and we do well, we'd like to be monthly someday. But, you know, you have to take these things one step at a time. Okay, cool. Now let's get a little bit more into the meat of the magazine. Not telling us what will be in the magazine, but what will we see be covered in the magazine? Yeah, that's a question you know a lot of people have been asking, and pretty makes a lot of sense, right? It's a yeah. magazine, isn't yeah. it? Um, so the uh, intent of this is to be a, a gaming magazine in general. We're not going to focus on any one system. Right. Uh, you know, this is about the tabletop gaming as a hobby. So right. broadly speaking, we're covering role playing, strategy, and war gaming. Uh, the emphasis will be heavily on the role playing, uh, but there, you know, when there's some really great strategy game out that we want to talk about, we will. Um, we're not going to do reviews per se. The thing about a print magazine that comes out four times a year or even once a month is it's never going to be as fast as a blog. True. And you should have both. You know, blogs are widespread, and I love to read a ton of blogs and get to find out about stuff the minute it happens. <clears throat> But on the other hand, there's things that you want to have that are more long form and that you want to keep for a really long time. So the one of the um, – not policies, but viewpoints, whatever you want to say, of the magazine is that we want to write about things that help people enjoy and play games. 
And so if you pick the magazine up five years or ten years later and you read the article, it's still useful. Mm -hmm. Um, So reviews are really great on the web because, you know, you want to know if something's good and you run to the web and you find out about it as soon as it comes out and that's the best place to read reviews. There doesn't really make sense in the year 2012 to put reviews in a print magazine anymore. Um, So, you know, stuff like that won't be in there. It'll mostly – it'll just be stuff that actually helps you – you know, really enjoy and play the games. Okay. So we should see articles on how to, you know, do this in certain systems or maybe a different way to play a board game or some type of thing like that. Yeah, so, I mean, I can give you a, a little examples, you know, Ooh. from this. For example, uh, Steve Kenson is writing in this first issue about icons, if you know the Icon super-powered role-playing game. Yes. He's got an article called Great Power for Icons. Um we have uh, Dennis Astari talking about um, magic in fantasy role-playing games in general. There's a lot of times when we talk about fantasy role-playing games in general because, you know, the uh, world of fantasy role-play has got so many different systems that uh, you can write things that can be pretty easily translated from one to another. So we're trying to, you know, focus on things like that. Um, there is... I mean, I can tell you some some of the people in the first issue, at least. Um, so we've got Len Lakofka. If you remember, he mm-hmm. used to have uh, Leoman's tiny hut, yep. and of the uh, all, all of Leoman's stuff, that was all him. He's uh, doing a, a regular feature. Um, Tim Cask, of course, uh, has a uh, feature in this issue, and will have a, a regular one um, f- from then on. Obviously, both uh, Ernie Gygax and Luke Gygax have stuff that they write about in here. Uh, I've got other great people like Ethan Gilsdorf, uh, Corey Doctorow. Um, let me think here. Uh, and, of course, you know, we've got comics because you've got, got to have comics. I yeah. mean, <laughs> so so uh, we have, you know, Marvin the Mage, who's a oh. uh, really great comic that I was a fan of before I met Jim. Yeah. Uh, and he, Jim Wampler, who does the comic, has actually become one of the uh, uh, editors at Guy Gex Magazine. Oh, good for him. Good. He's the art director now because it turns out that he's actually a really brilliant artist and a mm. great art director. He can really get the best out of people. Now, uh, I heard a rumor is that since you're a big fan of Order of the Stick, might do an appearance in there. We do have Order of the Stick. We have exclusive Order of the Stick comics. Um, awesome. We're yeah, we're, we have we have a uh, a contract with Rich. He's going to be uh, in here for all of for this issue and all of 2013. And then hopefully we'll be able to sign them up again for years after that. And um, I'll go ahead and you know the, say the other one because I'm really excited. Um, <laughs> uh, the other comic that we have in here is Phil Foglio. What's new with Phil and Dixie is Yay. back. <laughs> so a lot of the good old ones that we grew up reading are going to be back in the magazine. That'd be really cool. If only we could have uh, got Tramp to come out of retirement. You but, never know. <laughs> no. I'm sure he's, he's he's happy with what he's doing now. Yeah, I know. Okay, so can we expect maybe in the future that you'll be accepting like reader submissions, like Dragon Magazine had done in the past? Yeah, I mean, I think any magazine, uh, you know, should definitely be looking for reader submissions. So um, right now, I think if if anybody's gone to the website, uh, you know, it's just a holding page right now because we aren't showing and announcing things yet, but there will be places on the site to uh, submit. 
generally the best way to submit things i mean this isn't just for us but for any magazine the best thing to do is to submit a proposal before you go to the trouble of you know actually writing something right um, and it's a really good idea to uh submit a proposal and even include some examples of your work you know whether it's stuff that you've published somewhere else or whether you've self-published it or whatever it is you know that kind of helps editors decide um who to get back to um, generally 500 words proposal what you want to do a lot of gaming companies have their own proposal uh sections that you can look at as an example i would assume right yeah yeah um that's a good idea we should put one of those up sure. um but yeah, for example with with gygax magazine we're going to be uh pretty long form you know one of the things that i think uh is missing in magazines right now is you know nice dense information heavy content because if you want something that's kind of light and, and quick, that's what the web's for. Right. You know, I, if you're going to be picking up a print magazine that only comes out, uh, you know, w- once every three months, you want you should get the most for your money. So I'm really uh, trying to get people to write nice, meaty things. Awesome. Actually, I haven't had a chance to really kind of say you know who all's involved and kind of you know call out to really the great work that's happening here. So. Um, Gygax Magazine is being made there, – there's six of us right now. Uh, Ernie Gygax or Ernest Gary Gygax Jr., as his real name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke Gygax. Uh, Tim Cask, as you know, who was the first editor of Dragon Magazine and among many other things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, too many to count. Uh, James Carpio, who's uh, you know a, a really great uh, figure in the gaming scene. He runs Chapter 13 Press, uh, works ex- extensively with a lot of conventions out here. Um, also is publisher of games like uh, Pulp Era, for example. Uh, and then Jim Wampler, uh, who I already talked about as our art director. So really, gr- really great team. And the, the magazine uh, has three publishers. In other words, there's three of us who are the, the main partners in the magazine, and that's Ernie Gygax, Luke Gygax, and myself. So the name Gygax Magazine refers to the Gygax family, who's you know obviously been uh, involved in gaming all, all the way through, and, uh, and, 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 that's, and that's what it refers to. Uh, Will, you have any questions about the magazine? Well, I mean, I have lots and lots and lots of questions. <laughs> And as uh, one that's a, a huge critic on magazines, because I do agree with uh, Jason's uh, comment that, that magazines are lacking. So I'm looking forward to your magazine, seeing what it's going to come out with and see if, it, if it's going it's to be up to the par with some of the magazines that, you know, have come out in the past and, you know, have either been discontinued or whatever the case may be. Um, now, being that this is a, not a, an edition, um, you said it's an edition, a neutral edition kind of magazine, right? So anything could be printed in this magazine. Yeah, we're not we're not focusing on any one particular game system. Uh, okay. Can I one thing though from what you just said? I just realized that something I said earlier might have kind of come off uh, wrong when I said that there's some magazines that are lacking. I'm not talking about gaming magazines. I'm talking about just kind of the magazine industry in general. Right. Uh, but there is one thing I wanted to say since since it didn't come up in the interviews uh, yet, and that's about Cobalt Quarterly. Because oh yes, and that's that's one thing I really wanted to uh, harp <laughs> on because I find that to be an extraordinary magazine, and Wolfgang Bauer and that whole gang there at Piazzo are doing a bang up job with that magazine. Right. That's that that's well, I don't. It's not published by Piazzo, but um, but but at any rate, you know, so the quarterly, uh, unfortunately, uh, announced that we're gonna, going to stop 
printing the magazine. And uh, that announcement came really recently, and it really bummed me out. I was really sad about this because, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's uh, you know, one of the best uh, independent magazines that I've ever, you know, seen in any sort of thing, whether we're talking about music, games, whatever. Um, I'm a big fan of everything that they've done. I'm really glad that they're continuing to do uh, their other things with, you know, adventures and, and things like that. But um, I, I guess I just wanted to say, because a couple of people had asked, you know, oh, is it, is it, uh, did you, are, you, are you happy that you're not going to have that competition? And I was really upset when I got that question from people because I'm really upset that we're, they're not going to be around. And I don't think that there's such a thing as, you know, cutthroat competition in a thing like the game, the hobbyist game world, because the whole point is that, a rising tide lifts all boats. You know, when somebody does well, the industry does better, and it really sucks that we aren't going to have this great magazine. And they're they're really covering different types of stuff than we would, anyways, because they're very pathfinder heavy, as you pointed out. Um, so, you know, I'm I'm hoping that they will uh, return, and because I know that Wolfgang and and the rest of them are not going away, they're continuing to be really. Uh, heavy forces in the gaming industry and everything that they're doing and I'm just I love the stuff they do and I hope that uh, they, they keep doing it and, and even get a chance to come back with Cobalt Quarterly okay yeah and I wasn't insinuating that the Paizo was behind it what I'm saying is that's where I buy my Cobalt Quarterly from them yeah, that's no, no, it's good. That's excellent. I'm glad that you know this magazine's kind of my question on content is this though uh, what's going to make your magazine stick out. I mean, you know, you talk about content. You're, you're looking for, I know you, you mentioned the comics and everything. I don't buy magazines for comics. I, I just don't care for it. I prefer stuff that is useful to me for my games. If comics takes up, you know, a portion, I don't know, you're not telling us how much percentage, uh, you know, that these comics are going to take up or I don't know how much ads are going to take up. How much of the magazine will, percentage will be, you know, just strictly for enhancing a gamer's game yeah good question page 60 percent, 70 percent, 80 percent. that's what i need to know because when you look at magazines and there's a number of magazines i can talk about and the first thing i do is i first i count how many pages are devoted to ads how many pages are devoted to minutiae that really doesn't enhance my game or you know whatever that that's what i'm interested in knowing well i'm, I'm not gonna try to tell you a magazine <laughs> so you know if it comes down to you know kind of arguing what's good to have in a magazine and what's not good to have and what what do you want and what does the next person want i mean honestly i would just say take a look at it and if it's the kind of thing that you think you enjoy then please uh, buy it read it and share it with your friends and if it's not interesting uh then you know that's totally cool because everybody has different stuff that they like definitely true and everyone has the same opinion how many pages are we expecting to have each magazine roughly um you know it's just depends on how many uh, submissions we get and how the advertisers go and all that kind of stuff. Um, the uh, first issue is going to be, um, I'm trying to, I think it's uh, 64 pages. Oh, plus, wow. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll see that go up over the issues. And it really just, I, I think it really is going to be a reflection of the game, of the health of the games industry, you know, well, if we do a good job. I mean, if we're making a junky magazine, then. It doesn't matter. We'll just you know, it'll get small or whatever. But if if we're doing a good job and we're reflecting the kind of things that people care about and want to read about, then I think you know, if the if the game industry is healthy, then you'll see us grow as well. Understood. Uh, Will you have any questions about the magazine? Yes. You know, let's go back to the name of the magazine. Why Gygax? Why couldn't it be another name? Because when if 
an old school game. I mean, there's a lot of old school gamers out there. If they just hear Gygax Magazine, it's, it's going to be, you know, generalized right off that it has something to do with specific editions of certain games or the works of certain people and so on and so on. Why choose that? Well, it seems to be – it appears to be that there's some controversy right now just with the name itself. Right. So, I mean, look at Cobalt Quarterly. I mean, you just look at the Cobalt Quarterly and say, it's talking about Cobalt. So, I mean, that sounds pretty cool. We know where Cobalt's come from pretty much. But why Gygax, though? Because to me, when I hear Gygax magazine, I'm thinking about specific people, specific entities, and a specific game. Well, one of the things that is really core to Gygax magazine is this idea of bridging the old and the new. Um we're making a magazine that is – it's not old school and it's not new school. Um, it doesn't take a stance you know, on one or the other. I, I think what's important is to look to all the things that are great about gaming now, You know, all, all the great games that are out today and the, and the great stuff that's on the horizon, all the things there are to do, forgetting you know, the history and the traditions that have made gaming what it is today. And I think that Luke and Ernie are really a great embodiment of – that spirit. The name Gygax Magazine, uh, I think, speaks to something that's core to what we're trying to do as a magazine in general, which is to celebrate all of the great gaming that's going on right now, to talk about all of the things that are happening in the gaming industry today and the great things that are going to happen tomorrow uh, without forgetting the traditions and the history that have brought the gaming industry where it is right now. And in Luke and Ernie Gygax, you have two men who are really the embodiment of that idea. You know, here you have uh, both of these guys who's, who's, you know, who grew up, obviously, with role-playing games uh, and were a big part of uh, you know, the early Dungeons and & Dragons and many other uh, role-playing games at the time, and who are still gaming today and who are not, you know, neither of them is stuck in the past. You know, these are guys who uh, you know, like to play all kinds of, of of new things that go on. Who are both running a convention right now? You know, GaryCon. Yeah. Um, and if you go to GaryCon, you'll see it, it's not all about old school gaming. There's a whole lot of great uh, new stuff being played all the time, including Hackmaster. Um, <laughs> but but the thing is, they don't forget the past either. And so you know, that's kind of really what uh, the idea here with the name is: is to you know, kind of to to look at what we're doing as a, a bridge. Between both worlds. Okay, cool. that's excellent. That's good to hear and everything. And I like to see how, how how successful you are in bridging the new and the old together in today's days with 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 the kind of games that are coming out now. That's that's good to go. Awesome. Well, I have another question. No go. When it comes to the content of the game, the, uh, as far as how much content is put into the magazine, is this going to be a fan driven? or a fan-generated magazine, or are you all going to come up with the majority of the material you're just going to pick and choose? Oh, no, no. This is definitely not a fanzine. Um, And it would be really hard to come up with enough paper to cover all the different things you would want to submit. So it's a good question, because I I think if we're doing a good job with the magazine, we'll see a lot of people uh, submitting things that they'd like to see in the magazine, and I don't want to, you know, make people think that we're, uh, you know, deliberately leaving anything out because there is just going to be uh, a limit to the amount of stuff we can we can cover. So, uh, you know, we're going to be striving for the most professionalism that we can bring, 
And, uh, you know, I think we owe it to anybody who buys the magazine to make sure that we have the best writers and artists uh, that we are able to get. All right, that's an excellent, uh, excellent response because I saw a, uh, a post not too long ago in a forum stating we don't need another fanzine. I said, well, this is not what it sounded to me. It sounded like it was a regular magazine. I just, I'm glad that you clarified that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. There's, you know, that's the thing and why I'm trying to not read the forums too much right now because I have a tendency to want to reply to people when they ask me something. So um, I know there's a lot of kind of speculation. Is it this? Is it that? And it's, you know, I guess part of the reason I was hoping we could, uh, you know, have the magazine out before anybody knew about it was because then people could just look at it and see. Uh, and everybody's going to have something in their mind and a different question. And I think the one thing that everybody has in common is that they are saying these things best of intentions. You know, whether somebody's saying something, uh, you know, about what they're expecting to see or what, you know, think something means. I think for everybody who's out there talking about Gygax magazine right now, they wouldn't be talking about it if they weren't um, pretty passionate about gaming because they wouldn't be plugged in enough to, to, to know it. And that really care about the games that they play. And I think that's a really good sign, uh, you know, for the gaming industry as a whole. Yeah, excellent. And, and my question is, will you all discuss now? I know this is like a, you're saying this is going to be based on uh, enhancing people's gaming uh, needs and everything. Now, is this going to be restrictive to role-playing games or will this include miniature games, board games and the like? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of interest in both war gaming, whether it's, you know, skirmish games, large histor- historical games, whatever, um, as well as strategy games. Uh, so we're, you know, I'll, I'll you know, board games, but I, I kind of refer to strategy games to differentiate from you know somebody who's playing Monopoly, and uh, so when there's something really interesting to talk about with those, and somebody uh, is available to write the article, we're going to put it in. Excellent. You know, I'd I'd, I'd really love surgeons in miniatures, you know, war gaming. Um, and I think that probably is going to happen over the next few years as new technologies kind of uh, come into play. But at the moment, you know, miniatures wargaming is a subset of a subset of a subset. So we have to kind of, uh, you know, think about how to cover it in a way that's going to be you know, useful to as wide of an audience as possible. Oh, yeah, definitely. And how about uh, areas for conventions, gaming conventions? I know that you all don't attend as many conventions as, as other people do and everything. How are you going to cover that aspect of the of the gaming community with this magazine, or, or will it be covered? I don't know who it is that doesn't attend conventions. But, um, but yeah, that, that kind of goes to like what I was saying about reviews, that if it's timely information that you – that kind of has an expiration date on it, then we won't put it in the print magazine. Uh, we, we'll have things on the web, but at the same time, you know, I don't think you need to cover things that are already well covered elsewhere. I don't think anybody has any trouble finding out what's happening at Origins next year, for example. No, you can go right on the web and figure that out pretty easily, yeah. Yeah, so we probably won't we definitely won't get into convention stuff in the actual magazine because that kind of information has an expiration date on it. But um, you know, will we be at the conventions? You bet. Absolutely. You know, I, I like to go to as many as I can afford to go to every year. Um, and so, you know, hopefully I can come up with an excuse to go to even more. <laughs> of course, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we can sell a couple of magazines at a convention and pay for a hotel room, that'd be awesome. 
Agreed. You don't need to do that when you got friends all over the place and everything that have rooms and you can live in their rooms while you're going to the conventions. Yeah, there you go. Any more questions about the magazines, Will? No, I'm good, my friend. Okay, let's move on to the second part of the cat out of the bag. You are Gygax Magazine you're involved with. Now you're also involved with the trademark TSR. Yeah. That's so um, Go ahead and that's speak. Ahead. The publisher of Gygax Magazine is TSR. And uh, first thing I need to uh, clarify what that means. Um, this is a new company that – and when I said that Luke and Ernie were uh, part – it's they're partners in TSR. Gygax Magazine is just a product. It's not a company. TSR is the actual company. Um, we've just formed it. Um, although the trademark uh, – I, so I purchased – I registered the trademark in 2011. Uh, it was in uh, – I guess I, I don't know the legal terms here, and I don't want to get into you know talking about a bunch of legal stuff in case I say the wrong thing. But basically the trademark wasn't registered by anybody for gaming purposes. And um, so I, you know, went to a lawyer and I said, you know, is this something that I could, could I start a new gaming magazine or a gaming company and call it TSR? And he's like, well, yeah, if it's been abandoned, you know, if nobody's using it now. So, uh, you know, he did all the stuff you do, you know, did a search and, you know, checked, checked for all of that. Uh, we registered the name and it's been, uh, you know, like I said, it's been registered by us since 2011. So... Uh, so yeah, we're starting a new company called TSR. <clears throat> is this TSR the tactical studios role, like it was in the past, or just TSR using? It's no, there's no connection to the TSR uh, tactical studies rule, rules uh, that existed in the past. That company was bought by Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast owns all of their copyrights, all of their property. That's that's them. You know that that company ceased to exist. Um, Back in what ninety nine, ninety seven, something like that. Whenever Peter Atkins, yeah, ninety nine when Peter bought it, yeah. Uh, okay, so who's involved with TSR? Is any different from the Gygax magazine or the same people? The same people. That's right now. We're a company that's got one product. Okay, and what can we see in the future, printing wise, from TSR other than the gaming magazine? Is there any speculation yet, or no? Well, definitely a lot of people speculating. <laughs> Your speculation. Um, and for myself, I've really discovered that it's important. Well, you know, you, you want to have a roadmap for where you want to go with things, but you really need to focus on uh, succeeding at what you're doing first. So uh, the first question is, will Gygax magazine be a success? Are we going to make something that people like and they want to see? And, uh, you know, then any question of other stuff that we do beyond that uh, will come next. What I the one thing I'll rule out because uh, I think there's something it's it's I, I don't want to speculate to talk too much about things that we have on our roadmap, but I do want to rule some things out. And um, the thing that I'm categorically ruling out is trying to make you know quote unquote the next great role playing game. We're not going to be doing that. Um, there, I don't think anybody would say that right now in the world what we need is another tabletop role playing game. There's, I mean, seriously, all the games that are out there, there's a ton of really good uh, systems, whether they're in print or out of print, you know, just because something's out of print doesn't mean you have to stop playing it, obviously, right? Right, right. right. So, so yeah, I, I really don't think that's, you know, like a hole in the market that needs to be filled. 
Okay, so no submitting those clones to Jason because he's not going to... No, I'm kidding. He'll look at them, but who knows what happens. <laughs> I like that mentality. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to uh, speak about, Jason, while you have an open forum to speak to everybody out there listening? Yeah, okay. I guess the last thing you know that I'd want to say about what we're doing is I just hope that everybody kind of sees the spirit that we're doing this in and, and enjoys it. You know, we're a bunch of passionate gamers, all of us, uh, you know, uh, Tim, Ernie, Luke, James, Jim, and me. And uh, what we want to do is we, we felt that there was a, a place for a magazine like this that could really uh, just kind of make gaming better for for everybody in a tiny sense, you know, some something that uh, I've just wanted to read. You know, I think the best reason to make something is because you want it for yourself. And I just really wanted to read a, 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 a more general purpose gaming magazine like this again and see some of these writers writing again, some of the great writers that I've uh, read in the past and some of the really great ones that are out there now. I just wanted to see them in one place. And that's kind of what it really comes down to. So I hope that you know, people see this and that we do a good enough job that everybody's happy with it and, uh, you know, that we can make something people like. Awesome. Will, you have any questions? Yeah, yeah. There's two things I'd like to bring up. Uh, this is going to be interesting now. Um, we, when we talk about, you know, the writers, you mentioned a couple of times you were looking for you know, experienced writers, the great writers and all that and everything. Now, are you saying that that's the only kind of submission you want or are you willing to accept submissions from anyone out there? And if it gets printed because it's good or if it doesn't, it just, it's just the way it is, right? Is that what you're saying? If if somebody's a great writer, it doesn't mean that they've been published a hundred times already. Somebody can be a great writer coming to us for the first time. Yes. Uh, one thing I just want to say is that we're looking for great writers. Okay. I just wanted to make that clear because it sounded like, you know, there's only certain people that you can accept from when you mention certain people's no. names. And I, I just wanted to make sure that we're straight on that. Because, I, like I said, this is something that is open to people in the community. So, I mean, my point is on this. is This is a magazine you are creating for gamers. But being that it's only your small group of people behind the magazine, I don't think that you speak for the entire community. I think that the community as a whole has a lot more input than just a group of four, five, six people that run this magazine. That's where I'm coming well, from. I don't think any, but yeah, I don't think anybody speaks for the whole community. And that's the thing, you know, I, I, I came out of the kind of the punk and the goth scenes in the early 90s. And so I've kind of been through this idea of, you know, who speaks for the community and, and watching kind of subgroups form and all that kind of fun stuff that goes on. Uh, so it's, it's, it's kind of familiar, you know, what I've seen in the gaming community over the years as well. Uh, you know, I, I think anybody who claims to speak for as diverse and uh, – kind of hyper-intelligent community as possible. You know, that's oh, the thing yeah. with the gaming community is you've got a lot of um, hyper-intelligent and easily argumentative people in it, so it's fun to watch, but I wouldn't imagine anybody could say something and, you know, have everybody agree with them. Yes, so, I absolutely agree. Yeah, well, and you see my things. <laughs> I'm going to agree because that's the fact and everything, and let's just be realistic. A, a, a good, I would say the majority of gamers in the community do not are not members of an online gaming forum. Right. I could easily say that. So when you go to a gaming convention and say, have you ever heard of this? And you talk to people that play certain editions, they don't know nothing about forums. They don't know about this online community uh, persona thing that goes on. But the thing I'm going to say, my personal comment is that I am personally going to invest in this magazine. I'd like to see what y'all have to offer. 
because what happens is when the game store owners talk to me and say, well, Will, what do you think about this magazine? You know, you got it. You tell me. What do you think? Should we carry it in the store? Should, the, should we go to our distributors and say, hey, we want this magazine, you know, distributed to the store? See, that's where word of mouth and that's where action comes in all together and everything, you know. So I'm just making sure that I get a gist of everything that's going on because, like I said, if it's a good magazine, then, you know, I'm going to tell the game store owners, this is a magazine that you should carry in your, in your, you know, your stock and everything because this is a this is something different it's not you know this magazine or that i'm not gonna say no names and everything i don't want to dog no one out but you know it just it's something that's it's it's open and hopefully like you said it brings the old school the new school gamers together under one umbrella yeah well, i really appreciate that I, I i agree with you you know when i one of the things that i've kind of found when i go to conventions because they've changed so much over the years you know the first one i ever went to was in 1988 uh it was omicon in Omaha, Nebraska, and uh, you know it was dominated by uh, science fiction fans and uh, you know war gamers and role playing gamers, and I don't think anybody even so much as wore a single costume, right? Mm. And you know now you go to uh, any of the big conventions, and they're really split between you've got role ga- role role players, you've got war gamers, you've got Cosplay, which is you know a huge thing, the whole anime scene is so 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 big. Um, you've got the card game uh, scene and and all that kind of stuff. And I really think it's kind of interesting when I go around to some of the conventions and try to hang out with the people that do stuff I don't know anything about, um, and get an insight into these other uh, kind of related but not the same cultures. It's a real eye opener for me, and so the more that I think these different geek cultures can cross pollinate, the better it's going to be. Oh not yeah, totally. that we're, not that we're covering any anime. We're not. Just I want to make that clear. We're not covering anime in the magazine. But, no, that's good. That's okay. Yeah. And you know that's but, cool and everything. And it's just like I said, when I go to gaming conventions, just like you said, I run into. I mean, I've been dealing with these entities. I call them entities because they are just their own little niche groups. And you know, whether it be the furries and the anime folks and the cosplay and the uh, the the larpers and. And, and and all these others, and, and and the funny thing is that at some of these conventions, and, and I'm glad you mentioned science fiction because my thing is, this this magazine you're talking about being in a game magazine, so it's going to cover genres like science fiction. It's going to cover oh, yeah. horror. It's going to cover pulp and and all that stuff. So that, that so your magazine will cover those genres then. Yeah, I mean, if if people want to read about something and somebody's got a good article they can write about it, it'll get in the magazine. That is excellent, excellent, excellent news to hear. I, I'm really glad that it's a an open content kind of magazine like that. That's excellent. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I hope that that's uh, what people want. It's what I want, so there you go. Well, I desi- that's what I desire in a magazine. When I get a magazine, and, you know, we mentioned Cobalt Quarterly, and, I, you know, I, like I said, kudos to Wolfgang Bauer and the gang there. I think that is just a class act magazine. It's one of the best magazines I've read in a long time. And if your magazine can, you know, take that pedestal, believe me, you'll have my support. That's what I'm looking for in a magazine. That's what I desire. And I do know that a good portion of the gamers that I, I interact with, you know, either on a daily basis or a weekly basis, a monthly basis, or those at conventions, they desire the same kind of content out of a magazine. No, thanks. Yeah, and, I, you know, we're definitely not going to replace Cobalt Quarterly. Um, the stuff that we're doing, I think, is very different from – uh, Cobalt Quarterly. Uh, it's going to look different. It's going to have different types of content. 
really all the time that we've been planning this magazine, we've been looking at what's out there on the web um, and in print and everything else and saying, let's not, you know, let's not try to do what somebody else is doing, if, especially if they're doing a good job with it. And we looked at Cobalt Quarterly and said, they've got this covered. They're doing it really well. There's no need to try to tread on their ground. So if somebody's, you know, unfortunately, if somebody's uh, looking for something to replace Cobalt Quarterly, we're, def- we're not it. You know, we're, we're a different kind of thing. Um, and, and like I said, I hope that's because I hope they could come back. Now, I saw a logo of TSR that's floating around. Is that true, the true logo you're going with now? or uh, If you saw a dragon in a circle with the letters TSR below it, that is the, uh, that's, that's the logo of the new company, yes. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, and that's designed by Jim Wampler. Uh, a lot of work went into that. I'm really, really proud of it. I think it's a beautiful logo. I think it's a great-looking logo. I just, my only concern was it looks a lot like uh, the Obsidian Portal logo, which... I don't know what that is might want to look at that. I what what is Obsidian Portal? It's a website for uh, gaming that you can do your campaigns on and blog the information about it and Okay. Yeah, no, I haven't heard of that. Take a look. Anyway, uh so any any last questions, Will? No, I think he pretty much covered everything, the gist of everything. Uh, uh, you know, just uh, I'm very happy with the, the direction of this magazine. Uh, I'm very pleased to hear everything. I, I don't care about the drama. Uh, all I want to see is this magazine come to fruition and, and something, another tool that will be available to, you know, to the gaming community out there. So just to, to strengthen it, you know, and make it more knowledgeable for us to, 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 to rely on these tools out there. And in a magazine, I think this is one of the best routes to go. Thank you. Yeah, I think when you really love something and you when you're part of a community that you care about, you you want to do something to be a part of it, you know? Yeah, that's cool. I like that. I'm I'm looking forward to this and like I said, hey, good luck with it and like I said, I'm going to buy it and you know, I'm I'm going to give it a couple shots. Like I said, I'll I'll buy them until you say stop. <laughs> Which I hope <laughs> it's never. <laughs> there you go. You got an automatic fan for life there. Well, I mean, oh, it's you. like this. I Until like we do magazines. something stupid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. I like magazines. Don't get me wrong. I prefer to have physical copies in my hand. I do not like PDFs and all that. Other. I don't do those notebooks, e-books, or whatever those things are. I like physical copies. I like reading. It's, that, that's what appeals to me most of anything, the fact that we're getting a magazine. It's no more having to buy an online e-zine. I can't stand them. Yeah, most people are annoyed at that, yeah. What are you going to do? Well, Jason, we thank you for coming to sit down with us this week. Yeah, thanks. Thanks and for thanks for asking me. Spilling all the beans for us and letting us know uh, <laughs> what's what and clearing the news. Well, you know, it was a lot of stuff to clear up. And when I contacted you, I felt it would be the best idea for you to sit down and just dispel all the rumors and the stupidity running wild out there. Yeah, well, like I said, I think that, that everybody has the the best intentions at heart when they talk about things like this because they care about the gaming community they care about their games and they want to you know they want to see the best stuff possible happen so it's only natural that people are going to you know speculate yeah with that said we wrap up this edition and we say thank you again to jason and hopefully he'll be back in the future as many people have commented on the forums we miss our jason (laughs) that's nice of them hi everybody (laughs) (laughs) So uh, keep it original, keep it old school, and good night, everybody. See ya. Roll for initiative.